Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Samuel chapter 30 from the World English Bible. When David and his men had come to Ziklag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid on the south and on Ziklag, and had struck Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They didn't kill any, but carried them off and went their way. When David and his men came to the city, behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him because the souls of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David strengthened himself in Yahweh his God. David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Please bring the ephod here to me. Abiathar brought the ephod to David. David inquired of Yahweh, saying, If I pursue after this troop, will I overtake them? He answered him, Pursue, for you will surely overtake them, and will without fail recover all. So David went, he and the six hundred men who were with him, and came to the brook Bezor, where those who were left behind stayed. But David pursued, he and four hundred men, for two hundred stayed behind who were so faint that they couldn't go over the brook Bezor. They found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread, and he ate, and they gave him water to drink. They gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. When he had eaten, his spirit came again to him, for he had eaten no bread and drank no water for three days and three nights. David asked him, To whom do you belong? Where are you from? He said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me because three days ago I got sick. We made a raid on the south of the Cherethites and on that which belongs to Judah, and on the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. David said to him, Will you bring me down to this troop? He said, Swear to me by God that you will not kill me and not deliver me up into the hands of my master, and I will bring you down to this troop. When he had brought him down, behold, they were spread around over all the ground, eating, drinking, and dancing because of all the great plunder that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. David struck them from the twilight even to the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped from there, except four hundred young men who rode on camels and fled. David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken, and David rescued his two wives. There was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither plunder, nor anything that they had taken to them. David brought back all. 
David took all the flocks and the herds, which they drove before those other livestock, and said, This is David's plunder. David came to the two hundred men who were so faint that they could not follow David, whom also they had made to stay at the brook Bezor, and they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. When David came near to the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked men and worthless fellows of those who went with David answered and said, Because they didn't go with us, we will not give them anything of the plunder that we have recovered, except to every man his wife and his children, that he may lead them away and depart. Then David said, Do not do so, my brothers, with that which Yahweh has given to us, who has preserved us and delivered the troop that came against us into our hand. Who will listen to you in this matter? For as his share is who goes down to the battle, so shall his share be who stays with the baggage. They shall share alike. It was so from that day forward that he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. When David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the plunder to the elders of Judah, even to his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you from the plunder of Yahweh's enemies. He sent it to those who were in Bethel, to those who were in Ramoth of the south, to those who were in Jatir, to those who were in Eror, to those who were in Sifmoth, to those who were in Eshtemoah, to those who were in Rakal, to those who were in the cities of the Jeremelites, to those who were in the cities of the Kenites, to those who were in Horma, to those who were in Borashan, to those who were in Athak, to those who were in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men used to stay. That is the end of chapter 30. It doesn't seem that David and his company would have known whether their families had been killed. And from previous accounts of the warfare, total slaughter was fairly common. Now, I have run across some people claiming that David allowed his wives and daughters to be raped. That would be like saying that because a man went to the office and another man broke into his house, that the first man allowed it. We aren't given an idea of what security there was or wasn't, but wicked men have always found ways to circumvent security. And just as a side note, that's even the plot of many movies. While it is possible that rape occurred, it is not stated. You cannot make that claim based on the account given to us. Did you fully appreciate the depth of David and his men's grief? Have you ever wept until you had no more tears or you were exhausted from sobbing? And these were battle-hardened men. They were distraught. It even leads to a consideration of rebellion, which we'll talk about a little bit more. David finally seeks God's direction again, and he is then told he will recover everyone and everything. This seems unusual, again, in light of the way we've read of many battles. The Egyptian that they find has been three days without food and water. I remember learning in nursing school that three days without water is considered basically a death sentence. So they saved his life. So he leads them to these Amalekites who were raiding and then celebrating. Kind of reminds me of some riots I've seen in the news in the last couple of years. And the Amalekites were the people that Saul was supposed to execute God's justice on and destroy. And they had gotten a whole lot more plunder than what they got in Ziklag. So as promised, all is recovered by David and his men, 
but way more is recovered. And David is able to send gifts back to those in cities who have helped him. And it's a decently long list. He did still have friends in Israel. And giving these gifts back would also help solidify his position as king. Then I noticed that even though David was anointed and had a heart to follow after God's own, there were wicked and worthless men under his command. When we learn of him first going into hiding, it talks about these men who followed them because they wanted to, because they were desperate for various reasons, and they weren't all necessarily upstanding reasons. But David has the presence and persuasion to hold the hour, so to speak, and the attempted coups both at the beginning and the end of this chapter fail. God used the raid on Ziklag to strengthen David materially, and, as said, it motivated David to seek God more directly again. So here we have an Old Testament example of the principle that God does use all things for good for those who love him. But regarding David being motivated to seek God more directly again, I am reminded that we can all have a tendency to be like this in our own prayer habits. However, it is in our best interest to regularly and frequently come to God in prayer, for he likes to answer our prayers and it helps keep us humble before him. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.